Welcome to the Play Create Podcast. I'm Kirsten Gunneruth. And I'm Jill Johnson. This is a place to explore play and creativity. It is. And this is where we come together and we play and create forward, which means that we give momentum to our ideas and our thoughts that have been kind of keeping us up every night. Yeah, in every aspect of life, work, parenting, you name it, there's no place we won't go and explore. And when it gets down to it, we just want to have fun. We love fun. So we went to our kids love Walt Disney World. Yes. And Disney. And this fall, we went to Walt Disney World. And at the end of, I, I, have, a love, I have an interesting relationship with Disney. I won't go into it right now. But at the end of at the put those issues aside for the minute. <laughs> at the end of the trip, what I what I wanted the kids to understand and get and like know in their very like hearts and souls was that all started with a mouse, mm-hmm. and he was literally like had nothing. Had, I mean, was about to. I don't remember if it was bankruptcy or exactly what the story is, but um, when this little mouse showed up, his creative muse. And he and his brother decided to do something with it. And um, it just so happens he was technically born, Mickey Mouse was born on my daughter's birthday when um, the Steamboat Willie, I think it's called, Mm -hmm. the first Mickey Mouse Mm -hmm. movie was shown. And that started everything that we now know today as Disney, Mm -hmm. which is insanely massive and amazing what what that little mouse has created. Yep. And I think what I hold so dear in my heart with Walt Disney was this was a guy who did everything we've been talking about, like what we talked about in the, the art of war, right? Or yep. the um, war of art that he did. He just kept doing. Yep. And when the inspiration showed up, he tried and he explored and he played and he see, he saw what would happen with it and that mentality is what has grown that organization to what it is today yep um what we know and have learned is one of the things that helped do that is how they separate the creative process or actually how they look at the creative process yep which is there's um the creating part of it where people dream it's all about not having any boundaries it's about which ideas are there for us to play with and work with and just no holes barred what can we come up with how it doesn't matter how outlandish doesn't matter anything it's just being in that place of creating and allowing ideas to show up and then the other two pieces that step in are the realist Mm -hmm. and the realist isn't about killing the idea the realist is about how do I implement that and really looking engineering how that idea could actually come to life and figuring that out. Yeah. And then the critics are the people who are searching for the weaknesses in that idea and the implementation of it. And where are the weaknesses? Where are the risks? Punching through the holes in that so that there's an awareness of what do we need to keep in mind to make this successful or to whatever the goal is it might not always be success it might just be another reason that it needs to be there mm-hmm. but that process is still as far as i know alive and well at disney yeah and i don't know i think we need to do a little research into this but i know from some experiences that they don't allow really the creatives to really interact too much 
with the other groups. The other groups take them and then move on deepening that idea so that it doesn't lose. Because if you're with creatives and you're in that ideation, brainstorming, everything's possible mode, and then somebody starts doing, well, do we really have the budget for that? Well, have you really thought that through? It takes all the air out of the sales. Yes. And all of a sudden, it just goes stagnant. I don't know if you've ever been in any situation like that, (laughs) but you have this great idea and someone just looks at you and says, well, yeah, but remember that one time when blah, 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 or whatever, and you just see them deflate and then they're done. And it's such a silencer. So from what I've understood is that in these strategy sessions, they, they take those like the top ones, and then they move them to the next stage without this part of it going into it so that they, the ideas can keep growing yeah. without it being, well, gosh, I didn't think about all that, so maybe I should just not do it at all. Right. And it's a cultural thing, right? Yes. Like in organizations, there's a cultural thing, and there's ways to shift that culture Yep. where even the people who are much more, and it, we all have our gifts, and we yep. all have the things that we're good at, and you can do a strengths finder, or you can do Colby, or you can do other things to help you really identify yours. It's not that the critics are bad or no. wrong. They're what makes these ideas come to life and yes. happen and, and get successful. It's, and I think critic is sometimes a big um, word of like being the naysayer, but they're o- they're often the people that can get in the minutia yes. and do the engineering and yes. do the hard work yes. that takes the idea from the cloud yes. into the earth. Yes, it's my greatest challenge. Yep. Rocket Strike's been, I mean, it has been an idea for over 25 years. Yep. And that I just started taking seriously about five years ago, but because I'm not good at the implementation of ideas necessarily, like doing it myself, I'm good at building the strategy to do it, Yes. but the actual action part of it is not my strength. That's not my talent. And so, but there are people who love that part and are really good at it. And so it wasn't until I started realizing that and finding those people to help help me yep. and I think you've had the same experience yep. it, that things really started moving they're the people who put the boots like put it take it to the ground and get it rolling yeah yeah and so it's but well, and you that, can create and, a culture where where even those people are focused on doing everything possible to bring the idea to life versus doing everything possible to kill the idea yep. because I think I've worked with cultures where um the, your weight is kind of how much you can um, spearhead. Yeah, and I hate to say it, but mm-hmm. it's true. Where like your title um, comes with, and it's not intentional. And if you look at their values and everything else, it's this this underlying thing that happens where it's kind of the more you can kill, the more powerful you are. Mm-hmm. And ironically, that's killing the business. Yeah. And so um, when you put all these parts into action in a positive, productive, forward-moving way, amazing things happen. Yes, it's funny because I was reading um, Mark Nepo, I think yesterday, and he was talking about King of the Hill. And he was saying, you know, it's really a terrible game because you're at the top of this hill and all you have is fear and anxiety because you're just trying to keep this position at all costs. And you're spinning around and you're trying to just push and 
keep them away and as much as you can and I think that comes to it is that we get in this place where we think we have to do it all we think we have to wear all the hats and it's so important that yeah sometimes you do in small business there's a lot of hats you're just going to be wearing them all the time but it's also really important to let go of some of it and trust and try and see what other I what someone does with an idea yeah what somebody creates with your plan and get out of the way of it because then that way it opens up so much more than just trying to control it. And as we know, the best laid plans never go accordingly. (laughs) And you know, the other thing I really love about the Disney idea is um, the experience economy and this whole idea, because we are all about experiences now and they've been doing that forever, but that everyone has a role. Yeah. So like the CEO is the janitor, the janitor's the CEO, like that you, you empower everyone within your group yes. to have the power to make these decisions so that it doesn't feel like there's everything has to go to the top yeah. before it can, back, can come back down to the yeah. bottom not to give it hierarchy, but that's that old model of thinking. So I love this idea of the circles and how they all come together with a creative idea. Yeah. As they say in Disney, like Kirsten really quickly created the three <laughs> circles beforehand, but there's always where those circles cross yes. that has the that's most the power and the magic that creates that. And so I think just looking at other creative processes helps you land your creative process. And knowing where you are in the process. Yes. Right? So if, especially if you aren't a corporation or a group of even 10, if it's just you, are you in like really being intentional even throughout your day of what your creative time is, what your realist time is, and what your critic time is so that you know what hat you're wearing. Because if you are in creative time, and your critic is sitting there chirping at you, mm-hmm. you're not gonna come up with your best ideas. But yeah. if you have really consciously chosen, okay, this is my time to come up with some ideas of how I'm gonna handle this or do this or whatever it might be, you can then say to that critic, because you're very conscious, not right now, this is yeah. this is playtime. Yeah. We'll do we'll do you <laughs> yeah. in a couple hours or a couple days or a couple weeks. Well, it's almost like meditation. Like you have to set aside time. Yeah. And you just give it the intention and the critic might come in, but then be like, Oh cool, that's cool. Yeah. You'll be here soon. And whether it's setting a timer or going old school with like yes. the hourglass yeah. or whatever it is, I think giving ourselves time and that's what they do in the Disney idea is they give it time. Yes. They give it a place to start exactly. and then they move it to the next one and give it its own time. Yes. And that's so important is just giving it the time to show up without these other things. Cause you do have to get realistic. Sometimes you do have to get critical. You do have to get a little like in the weeds and figure some stuff out yeah. and you do have to give it light. Absolutely. The, the other thing that works with larger organizations, there's a book called Six Thinking Hats, which is another one yep. I've always loved, is that same thing. It's setting a really clear intention where everyone in the room, no matter what part of the company they come from, knows what time it is. Yes. So if they are in ideation mode, everyone has their creative ideating hat on. And I love the idea of thinking of it as a hat, too. Yep. I'm wearing a hat today. 
uh, because there's something about taking off and putting on yep. that helps you kind of get in that mode. And it sounds silly, and it kind of is, but it works. It's very gestalt. It works. It's, a, it's very gestalt psychology. Yeah. Like, move around, try yes. it on. That's funny, because they have this little infographic that I just pulled up, and it has, there's the blue hats, yep. which is, the manages the process. So he would say something like, let's lay down some rules of order. Yes. And then there's the green hat. And the green hat looks for alternatives, new solutions, and creative ideas. So the green hat would say, what's something we haven't tried yet? Yep. And then the black hat is it's judges and plays the devil's advocate. And it would say something like, I can see at least three problems with our plan. Right. <laughs> and then there's the red hat that considers feelings both positive and negative. And a red hat would say something like, that's really exciting, but it really makes me anxious. Yeah. You know. And then the yellow hat is the explorer and explores the values and the benefits. So it would say something like, well, it's not perfect, but there are definitely some you know, up upsides here. We'll right. try this. Right. And the white hat just focuses on the facts and data. So the white hat would say some, okay, I'm after the facts. I just want the facts. Yeah. So these are those ideas of like shifting the hats. And I, it's very, in psychology, it is a very real thing. Yes. When you move people in a room, yeah. when you have like a couple together and you shift them and you move them around, things happen. And it's really, there's this whole idea of gestalt therapy where you are moving. I had this woman that I worked with when I was in graduate school, and every time I came into her house, which was her office, yeah. the room that she did therapeutic stuff in changed. changed. Oh. I mean, I think she had an entire barn of different <laughs> furniture, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It was different furniture, different paintings, and it made you, and I don't know if anyone's ever been to therapy, a lot of times people, you sit in the same spot, yes. you get comfortable, and it's really just changing it up. Yes. And that's what we're talking about with all of this, just change it up. Yeah. I'm always aware, like if I'm at a big meeting or a convention or something, I do tend to like, like get my spot. Yes. And then I like to stay in my spot, but I always hear that voice in my head of, you need to move, you need to move, you well, need to move. Well, and this is why costumes and wigs are so yes. exciting, why people change the minute you put them on. You know, like there's something about it. Yeah. And yeah, space, we do that. You can always see in classrooms, if you went into any classroom in America yeah. today, you could see the same people sitting in the same spots. Yeah. If you go into any board meeting, they're in the same spots. Like, yes. Most of the time, we are very creatures of habits and want to go to what we know. Yes. So that is what that is a tiny way of getting out of your comfort zone. Yep. And I would invite my corporate clients, our like anyone we work with, to think about how they can play with these ideas yep. in their um, life and in, at work. How could you like? next meeting have everyone sit down and then have play musical chairs yes. or um, do the hat thing okay this is the hat we're wearing for this meeting yep. or this is the hat we're wearing for the next five minutes or whatever it might be Nancy um, a good friend of ours who does these amazing workshops she um, looks at his glasses yeah you change your glasses yes um, it can be anything, right? It doesn't have to be a hat or glasses come up with whatever works for you but yep. but really, 
think about this on an individual level, but also in how you're engaging with other people. Because if everyone's on board and everyone knows what hat, what role, what job needs to be played in that moment, you're going to be a hundred to the whatever times more effective Mm -hmm. than if everyone's coming in trying to play a role they think they're supposed to be playing, but nobody knows what really needs to happen then. Because that's when you get all these people in the room together debating and swirling and not getting anywhere. It's not because everybody doesn't want to do great work. It's just because there's not a really clear intention of what is it we need to accomplish in this moment. And that brings us back to what we always talk about, containers. Yes. So creating your intention, creating your container, creating the space for it to happen. And then... It, that's where the magic really resides. And that's how, cre- ironically, that's how creativity blooms. Yes, yes. Right? That's how all these creative ideas and things come to life yep. and reach a whole new amazing place yep. is by actually containing them to a certain degree. So I think that's the <laughs> thing this week to think about is how can you create little containers, yeah. whether it's a timer whether it's writing the intention, yeah. whether it's an hourglass, whatever it is, try a container. Telling for, somebody. Yep. Speaking aloud. Yep. Tell, if it's for yourself, telling a friend. If it's a meeting with a group of people, telling the people. Yep. Really, yeah. yeah. I think even in like um, Tony Robbins' world, he talks about, you know, you have your work. Yeah. And but every seven weeks you go through these cycles, so you can look at work on the business. Yeah. What problem? What happens so often is that we're just going at it, but we're not working on the business. Yeah. We're not working on ourselves. We're not whatever you want to put in. Working on the blank. Yeah. And so you, it's so important to work on it versus just being pushed through it all yes. the time. Which is what we do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yes. And that's why we swirl so much. And that's why you're like, wait, how did I get here? And why are we in debt? And why are we here? And what, yes. happened? what just happened? And where'd the year go? You know, really giving it space. Yeah. So find some space and have a great week. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And definitely share it with all your friends. Heck yeah. We can all use more play and creativity in our lives. Yes, especially with our friends. <laughs> yes. And check us out on social media. We're at Rocket Trike Studios. We'd love to have you join us there.